Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today, we're continuing our series on business, and today's title is How to Start and Maintain a Business. So we're going to get into that, but let me just tell you what we're going to cover. Let me take you on a journey on starting and running your own business. Learn the steps to start your business. We will examine how to keep a business running successfully for years and years to come and how to keep alive our dream to own our own business. So before we get into that, though, we need to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance. Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you and I ask that you would bless this podcast and anoint it. I submit to the Holy Spirit and ask for your guidance in all that we say. And I pray through all of this, Lord, you'll be lifted up and glorified. I pray that you would bless those Heavenly Father, who are tuning in to this podcast today to get some instructions on the starting a business and and keeping one going successfully. So Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Take complete control of everything that's said. Guide me through these notes that I've prepared and all the things that I've done to get ready for this podcast. I pray that you would bless it and anoint it. And through all of this, Lord, we'll be careful now to give you all the glory and praise for it. We ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Starting something is usually easier to do than maintaining it and continuing with it for years and years to come. It's like pushing a boulder down a hill. Maybe a small boulder, you just kind of push it a little bit along. It takes a little effort to get that thing going, but as soon as we get it rolling down that hill, it's really a great challenge to keep it under control. It is the same thing really in business. As a banker, many of my customers lost control of their businesses and eventually wound up giving up on them or going bankrupt, whoever it might have been. They would tell me later how easy it was to get a business started, but keeping it running and making a profit was very difficult from year to year. But as we get into today's subject on how to start a business, then how to maintain one once you've got it started, we're going to address that whole situation that how can God give us instructions and what does the Word of God tell us about how to keep something going continually. You see, we don't serve a temporal God. We serve a God who is eternal, and he wants to teach us eternal lessons. And I believe it's the same thing. We can apply that same teaching to when we get into his word and when it applies to business. You see, thousands of businesses start up each day in America, and thousands of business fail each day in America. So I'm going to give you three quick little items here. First is to start a business. What do we do to grow a business? What do we do? And to maintain a business, what do we do? So in the first one, to start a business, we must follow God's word found in Luke chapter 14 and verse 28 in the New Living Translation. Now, as I read this, I want you to think about it in relationship to having a business. So Jesus is speaking these words and it's based under the topic of the cost of being a disciple, a follower of him. But here he says in Luke chapter 14 and verse 28, but don't begin until you count the cost. Now think about that for business. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Verse 29, otherwise you might complete only the foundation before running out of money and then everyone would laugh at you. Verse 30, they would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Now, when it comes to thinking about starting a business, a lot of people do not weigh the costs. And here, this is what it says here. It says, count the costs. Calculate what it's going to take to to do what you want to do. And I keep telling people that the two reasons, the two main reasons that businesses fail is one of lack of knowledge. The other one is a lack of financial support. So here, Jesus is talking in a way to help us understand how to complete what we want to take on in life. 
So we've got to understand that starting a business is going to be a lot of work. It's going to require wisdom. It's going to require teamwork. It's going to require financial support and on and on and on. But here we have a wonderful example of what Jesus is saying because he says here, otherwise it says you might only complete the foundation. Wouldn't it be terrible to just pour a foundation for your business and then have to give up on it because you don't have the ability to continue with it? You don't have the finances you need? He says in verse 30, they would say, there's the person who started that building, say business, but that in there and couldn't afford to finish it. So we're going to focus on finishing. We believe in finishing things. We believe on teaching things that are eternal. This passage of scripture is really excellent for that. Now, the next thing we need to deal with is to grow a business. We must follow. Here's some instructions found in God's word in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6. It says here, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Now, some of you are looking at that and saying, well, now, Pastor, that scripture has to do with giving and what we give to the church will get back. But I believe it also applies to pretty much everything in life. What we put into something is what we'll get out of it. A lot of people get into a business and they start off strong and whatever, but they don't realize they got to continue strong and continue being aggressive and continuing pushing forward to accomplish something that business. We talked earlier about to start a business. Now we're talking about how grow a business business. And in order for a business to grow, it must continue to sow and continue to sow all the efforts that we can possibly sow into that business because the more we sow, the more we will reap. And that applies to our business. Another thing that'll help a business grow, and it's a pretty basic one, is do unto others as you would like them to do to you. So one way to grow a business is to have a service or a product that will bless and help other people. And it's, and when you look at your product or you look at your service, you got to say to yourself, would I buy that? If I was involved in this business and this person came to me and asked me to participate in this product or service, would I buy that? So we've got to have something that that we put a lot of effort into. So we sow big in order to reap big. And then we've got to learn how to do to others as we would like them to do to us. Now, the third step, quickie step on this is to maintain a business, we must follow Proverbs 21 and verse 5. Listen to this. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. What a wonderful key that is to maintain a business. Now, I'm going to talk a lot more about these three areas as I get into the second half of this podcast today, but I just wanted to kind of lay a little foundation for you. Proverbs 21, 5 is basically saying good planning, well, that requires to have a business, and then hard work carries us through, and it helps us to maintain a business without any shortcuts. It says it says hard work leads to prosperity, but shortcuts, it says, or hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. So we've got to continue to work hard, be solid and consistent, and watch God bless our business and it'll continue for a long, long time. Now, when we feel we want to start a business, we should get excited. I mean, at the very beginning, there should be some energy. There should be excitement. There should be, oh my goodness, I can't wait to do this. I've always wanted to do this. If you're going into a business and you're thinking, wow, the work's going to be heavy. Boy, it's an awful lot of commitment. And you're not excited. You're you're kind of facing it as a drudgery, something you're kind of wondering if you should go through. I think you should pull back and wait until that excitement comes. Because to start a new business, there ought to be great energy. Because I believe that when we start one and we're excited and there's great energy, energy. That may be the best part of starting a new business. I really believe that. I believe that. I remember when my wife and I started our church in North Scottsdale. We were so excited about it. We had our home building company and it was going well, but the Lord called us into full-time ministry service. So we got rid of our business. We sold everything out, bashed in everything, and we went to start a church. And the excitement and the energy that we had was wonderful. We felt like we were kids in a toy store, our little kids in a candy store. We were so excited 
excited about this opportunity that had come into our life and that energy carried in our hearts all the way through. And even to this day, when I now that I'm retired from that pastoral position, when we go back to church, because we still attend the same church, when we go back there and we drive onto that campus and we see the building that the Lord allowed us to build and be a part of and to see that it's continuing and prospering and doing well, that energy and that excitement is still there. And I pray that that's something that you'll have when you're desiring to start a new business. You ought to be excited. You ought to be head filled with energy and anticipation and expectation of this wonderful thing you're going to do because it could be the best part of you having a business. However, at the same time, along with that excitement, there may be some some difficulties with some people. They may fear things and have anxiety. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a little anxiety when you're starting a new business. There's nothing wrong with maybe even having a little fear in your heart to have that, but God will overcome that. If you're called to do this and God's behind this thing, he'll replace that fear and anxiety with peace and joy. I believe that. Now, all of this is common to those thinking about owning a business. And there are many reasons why we want to own our business. Let's talk about that for a second. Some people want to start a business because they just want to be an owner, and that's great. Being your own boss is one of them. That's a great feeling. Having the opportunity to do what we want to do and not something that we need to do for someone else. There are many who want to be an owner and not an employee, and that's great. That's a great reason. All of this sounds good. It even sounds great, but we must be spiritually prepared to start our business. We must have the spiritual knowledge under our belt, know what God's word says, the instructions he gives us. So I'll be getting into that in just a few moments. We must have the knowledge that we need to run that business and we need to set up a great financial plan. And we'll cover all these things in this particular podcast and in podcasts to come. So now we need to address how to start a business and how to maintain a business. I'm excited. I hope you are. Here are a few samples or suggestions, if you will, of how to start a business. Number one, evaluate other businesses like yours or like the ones you'd like to do. Do something you like, something that stirs something up inside of you. You know, when I was a young man, I loved to go bowling. I mean, I was there six, seven days a week. I bowled three to four hours a day. I was just so excited about it. And I thought, boy, someday I'd like to own a bowling alley. And I mean, it goes a a really a long way between just bowling when you're 10, 12 years old to owning a bowling alley. But I was so excited. I thought, boy, that would be something great to do. And you know, if our kids talk about like things like that, they get excited about it, we shouldn't put them down. My mom and dad say, well, you know, you'll probably never own a business. And they would say things like that. And I know they were trying to help me out because it wasn't realistic. But my grandmother, on the other hand, she'd say, you know what? You could own a business someday. You could own a bowling alley like that. No reason that you couldn't. And so the way we speak in to our children will impact them greatly. And I was excited about a business. Bowling bowling sounded wonderful. It sounded great to have a bowling alley because I like to bowl. But if you own a bowling alley, you probably won't get to bowl anywhere near as much as you can when you don't own a bowling, bowling alley, all right, or a bowling lanes. So evaluate other businesses that you like. Maybe it's something that has to do with cooking. Maybe you'd like to have a cookie store. You'd like to have a donut store somewhere. Whatever it might be, there needs to be excitement. You need to evaluate those people and like and see what you like about them 
them and what you don't like about them. I'd get a notepad and go into a place, if I, like if I was interested in, in starting a bakery, I'd want to go in there with a notepad and make a list of all the things I think they're doing great and all the things I think they could improve on. We learn from that, we gain from that, and I think that will be a great first step in order to determining whether you're going to start a business or not. Step number two, determine how a business would affect your life. That would be, that's powerful. I wish people did more of that. I wish people would actually think about the impact on their life. A lot of young men get into a business. They have to travel all the time. They may enjoy the business, but they don't realize how difficult that's going to be on their marriage and on their family. So determine how a business would affect your life. Is it a heavy travel business? Are you married with children? How is it going to affect you spiritually? Is it going to keep you out of the house of God? Is it going to keep you away from being involved in your local church? And how is it going to affect, quite frankly, the family? And that is one of the biggest challenges that face people. And maybe you don't have to travel, but you might have a business that requires you to work 16 hours a day. Now, some of you might say, oh my goodness, people don't do that, do they? Yeah, they do. I know a lot of people, in order to have a successful business, they will work 15, 16 hours a day. I know a man who's a good friend of mine, and he told me that there were times when he was working eight hours a day, just barely getting enough sleep to, to stay awake during the daytime. But he was so committed to that. So determine how a business would affect your life. All right. Number three, increase your understanding or knowledge of the business. Remember, a lack of knowledge and a lack of finances are two of the biggest things that cause us to be failures in businesses. So we need to get a better understanding of our of our business, really know it inside and out, and we need to gain wisdom along with that. Because understanding is one thing, but wisdom is another level above that. A person can have a lot of understanding, a lot of knowledge about a business. They may know how to tear a car apart. They, they may know how to do the mechanical sides of a business. They might be a great plumber or an electrician or a seamstress or whoever it might be, but they don't understand. They don't have the wisdom to understand how to put that together to make a business. So it's important that we understand, get greater knowledge, but then gain wisdom to know how to apply that knowledge. All right, step number four. Are you financially prepared? Look at your savings account or having an investor or having a banker. Are you really prepared financially to be able to run that business? You need to sit down and say, what's it going to cost to run this business? What's it going to cost for overhead, all the costs related to it? Do I have the financial substance? What if we don't start making a lot of money right away? What if it takes a while, which is the, which is the norm? It takes a longer time to start making money than most people think. And are we financially prepared to do that? Now, I've taught in the past and I did it in my own life. I made sure before we started our own business that my wife and I had two years of savings in the bank that two years would take care of our financial needs for our family and our car payment and house payment and all that stuff for two years was was sitting in a savings account before we felt it was the right time to start into a business. Now, I know most people won't do that, but it would be a wonderful, safe way to do that. So are we financially prepared? Number five, be careful of who you get advice from. When you want to start a business, you got to really be careful of people that speak into your life and, and try to give you all kinds of advice. It's very, very dangerous. In Proverbs 13, 20, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. That's a great translation, isn't it? That's a new living translation, but it's so true. We need to walk with wise people and that will we become wise. But when we associate with people that don't know what they're doing, they're going to get us in all kinds of trouble. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So be careful of 
of who we get advice from. I like Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron. One person can sharpen another person. One person may have the technical knowledge. The other one may have the business knowledge. One person might have the ability to sell where the other one has the ability to organize and stretch and set up the administration of the of the company. So make sure you're careful with who you get advice from. All right, step number six. Understand what faith and a business have in common. You see, we need to have faith first in order for God to make it work. We've got to have faith in God it's going to work. We have to have faith in ourselves. We have to have faith in our wisdom and our knowledge and our and our understanding of what we're getting into. We've got to have that faith in order for a business to work together. So faith and business go together. Faith is not just something that's up in the sky. The Bible tells us that faith is a substance. It's something that we can actually hold on to. And that faith will get us into our business and will keep us into our business until we have, I believe, success. All right, now we're going to go to the second part of this of this half of the podcast and answer these questions, or here are some suggestions, I should say. Here are some of the suggestions that I'd like to make in order to help you maintain and cause your business to grow. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, maintaining is not the word I want. I want growth. Okay, well, then we're going to try and cover both, how to maintain your business, keep it going, and how to grow. All right, here we are. Let's move to a very powerful scripture found in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. This is great advice on how to maintain and cause a business to grow. You might think, it is in Psalm 1? Well, listen to it. I'm in the book of Psalms, Psalm number 1, verses 1 through 6. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. All right, great advice, isn't it? Or stand around with sinners. Great advice to have a business continue to grow. Or join in with mockers. Two, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. That means they're meditating on the word of God. God. They're meditating on time in prayer and spending time waiting on the Holy Spirit to help them and guide them. Verse 3, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. They're going to be productive. So therefore, if we then meditate on the things of God and get his word into our life and, and make sure we're faithful to the house of God, then we are going to be like trees planted along our riverbank. They're going to be strong and we're going to bear fruit all the time and fruit is a prophet. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. All right, good advice to maintain a business and have it grow. Verse 4, but not the wicked. They are like worthless shafts scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. Verse 6, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly. All right, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So there's some advice. You might want to take Psalm number 1, verses 1 through 6, put it on a plaque, put it over your wall in your business, by your desk, get a business card and put that on there and read it over and over and over again. And that's probably one of the best suggestions I can give you on how to maintain your business and see it grow. All right, suggestion number two, work with godly people. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, bad company corrupts good character. So in order for us to have a successful business that's going to continue to do well and grow and prosper, we must avoid working with bad company. They corrupt us. And let me give an example of bad company. A person who is not truthful. A person who wants to stretch the truth a little bit in order to make a sell. A person who doesn't particularly care whether that person needs what they're selling them. They just want to make a sell. That's bad company. And you don't want to be around those people. 
you want to be careful that you're not associated with people who are ungodly in your business. You want to you want to understand that the people that you're working with, I'm talking about your partners in your business or the people that you employ, be careful that their faith is in line with your faith. And let me give you an example of why I'm using that. It's a very powerful example. I know a man once who had a wonderful business. And when I was a banker, he was doing very well and he very successful. And he was a Christian and he was just telling me about his business. He says, you know, I could grow more if I would hire more people, really strong salespeople. And I could grow and I could grow and I could grow. And so what he did was he dropped the standard for people that worked with him. You see, he was a Christian. His his assistant was a Christian. His secretary was a Christian and other salespeople were, but business wasn't as big as he'd like it to be. So what he did, he started hiring people, not based upon whether they're a Christian and believe like he did, just simply the fact that they would sell a lot of product. And what happened very, very quickly was his business started changing. The company became very greedy. They became so focused on profits that they didn't care much about people. They did deals they knew that were kind of questionable, whatever. And I watched this man's business fall and fall and falter until finally it completely collapsed because he 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 violated 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33. Bad company corrupts good character. So step number two or suggestion number two was work with godly people. To Okay, to maintain our businesses and get them to grow. Well, here's suggestion number three. And it's one of my, my favorites. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3. Now, I can't read the whole thing. I'd really like to, but I don't have time to get that all in in this podcast. This is a wonderful scripture for you to put on the wall of your business. It's found in Proverbs chapter 3. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to read and study Proverbs chapter 3 because there's so much advice for a business. Listen to this. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. That'll cause your business to grow. I know it will. If you if you never let loyalty leave us, tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Boy, are those important for business or what? Having favor with God and a good reputation with people? Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways it says acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. Now, I don't have time to go into more and more and more of these, but those are all powerful scriptures. If you'll read those, I would encourage you to read this entire chapter. And I, I could do a whole podcast just simply on Proverbs chapter 3. Maybe I'll do that sometime. All right, let's move on now. Suggestion number four, how to keep the dream alive. You keep the dream alive by spending time in prayer. Spending time, if you're married with your spouse, in in prayer with them. Seeking prayer with people uh, who have are of like faith and people who like your business and you're you, you trust them. You are comfortable with them. You keep your dream alive by continuing to move on and to press on. A lot of people give up on dreams very quickly, but a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to carry a dream very long before it becomes reality. I'm a big believer that if you can handle on to a dream for four or five or six or ten years, you have a greater chance. The longer you hang on to your dream, the greater the chances that it will come. Some people say, well, no, the longer you hang on, it means it's less and less likely. No, I I don't buy that at all. I believe if you hang on to your dream long enough and you know it's of God and it's God's will, then God will bring it to reality. I was called into minister to be a pastor and that was a dream, but it was 20 years later before I wound up starting a new church in Scottsdale. Now, part of that was the dream sounded exciting, but it was I was a little nervous about it. And so it took me a few years to get that nervousness out and the anxiety out before I stepped in faith and my wife and I stepped out and started a church. All right. 
Suggestion number five, operate with truth and integrity and honesty. You see, business must must be on a win-win program. What does that mean? A win-win program. That means that you sell a product to somebody, you win. They buy a, buy a good product for a fair price. It's what they need, they win. A business must be win-win on both sides. You don't sell just so you make a profit and they have a problem. You sell in order to be a benefit to them. So keep truth and honesty in your business. Suggestion number six, know your enemies and know the promises of God. The scripture that reminds me of that is in John 10, 10, where Jesus says that the devil or Satan himself, he's come to steal and to kill and destroy. He's our enemy. But Jesus says, I've come to give them life and to give it more abundantly. He's our promise. And so know your enemy and know the promises of God and keep the promises of God and plan on them. Matter of fact, this particular step has impressed me so much that I'm going to do a podcast in business entitled. It's coming up in just a few podcasts and it's going to be called How to Determine, How to Experience the Promises of God in Your Business. So I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be coming up shortly. Now, number six, though, says know your enemies and know your prom- the promises of God. You see, when God places his blessings on us, even Satan cannot stop it. He cannot step in or cause a problem with it. So remember, God gives the promises and identify the enemy that wants to rob you of them. And step number seven, which will probably be our last step in this particular part of this podcast, treat others how we want to be treated and keep the Lord involved in our business. Now, some people get in- involved in a the business. They're excited. They know it's God's will. Everything's going great and they're busy and they're working hard. And then all of a sudden they're too busy and they're working too hard. And all of a sudden they don't have time for church. They don't have time for their family. They don't have time for their marriage. They don't have time to, to spend time with their kids and break time out. And by doing that, they rob themselves of God's blessings. And they're not doing what God wants us to do. And that's to keep him involved in our business and to treat other people the way we want to be treated. If we do that, I promise you, you're going to have a successful business. You're going to prosper. You're going to have blessings beyond what you imagine or even think. I believe that. I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in the lives of so many other successful businessmen and women. So with that, I'm going to pray. I want to ask God to bless you and help you in your endeavor to either start a business or maintain the what you've had and cause it to grow and prosper and last a long, long time. Father, I thank you. This has been a message that I have in really anticipated giving. It's been a podcast that's been on my heart for a number of weeks, and I thank you for it. I thank you for bringing it all together, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit guiding me through the scriptures. And I pray that those that are listening in will receive something very special today. Lord, that they will receive these suggestions on how to start a business and suggestions on how to maintain and grow a business, Lord. That they'll do those things that are pleasing to you, Father. That they'll walk with the wise and become wise, Father. That they'll understand that who they're enemy is and avoid him. That they'll understand that bad company corrupts good character, Father. They'll understand that that not to allow the things of the world to enter into their business, that they'll be blessed. Those are on the edge of stepping into a business. I pray that they'll take this podcast and learn from both sides of it. Even though they don't have a business yet, Lord, that they'll learn from that. And I pray that they'll prosper 
Father, in all they put their hand to. I thank you once again for this opportunity. I'll be careful to give you the praise for great results, for I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, the front page will show a link there to all the podcasts that I've done. So if you want to know what Quality Christian Living Podcast is about, there's 221 of them available for you. They talk about many, many subjects, many topics dealing with subjects like faith and miracles and the and the gifts of the Spirit and the, how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit and, and how to experience the blessings of God and what prosperity is and what, what spiritual prosperity is in addition to financial prosperity and a, and a whole list of topics that'll bless them. I, so I pray that, that when you pull up that link, you'll go through and scroll down that list and I believe the Holy Spirit will show you where there's something that's there for you. I put them there for a reason. We've now completed and just right at two years now, 220 podcasts or so, and I know they've blessed a lot of people, and I know they can be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you'd like to know some of the things I've written about, you can scroll down on my webpage. Just go to the, the, the next page down, and you'll see a list of the books that I've written. There's one there on experiencing the joy of debt-free living. There's another one called Generosity, What's in it for me? There's another book there that has to do with faith. It's Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based on the premise of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. So I believe this will be a blessing to you. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I'm excited to complete this podcast and now I'm looking forward to the next one. Our next podcast is entitled, What are the Benefits of Business Ownership? Now, I think a lot of people would find that interesting because a lot of people think, well, it's just going to be making a lot of money. Well, maybe so and maybe not. But there are a lot of benefits to having a business and being an owner. So I'm going to talk about that. I believe the Lord has given me some thoughts and ideas that will bless you. And so I pray that you'd let your friends and family know that we're continuing our series on business and that this next podcast might help them to understand what the benefits will be of owning a business. Now, in there, I'm going to give a couple of comments dealing with what are some of the negative things, but that'll be a tiny little piece of it because I want to get you excited about the joy of owning a business. If God has called you to own a business, I'm going to do everything I can to help you reach that goal. And I believe God will do that for you. Well, I hope this has been fun for you. It's sure been a lot of fun to me. I particularly enjoyed this particular podcast because the excitement of starting a business is just wonderful. And then after you're in business and you see it grow and prosper and it continues to grow, it is really a blessing that just goes on and on. I know as my wife and I stepped away from the church, one of my dreams was to see that church continue to prosper and grow. And as we're there every week, we see the church prospering, doing so well. So many people are there. I see so many new young couples that are coming to the church. And that's a thrill. And I want you to have that excitement and joy when you go into your own business. So with that, I'm just going to close with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you start that business or see the business you have continue to grow. And that's my dream for you. And I pray that God will bless you in all that you put your hands to. Thank you once again for listening in to Quality Christian Living. See you next time.